Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. to say we are the otaku host club podcast i of course am amelia and i am always joined here with jeff and dan dramatic dramatic hawaiian punch gummy ripping open hello yeah I'm i don't know if that picked up on mike though <laughs> i don't think I'm any ready. of that picked up well but it picks up on the video right we're videotaping <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. yes we're videotaping I have two VHSs lined up, so we have plenty of real. Extended, extended play. We've got the extended play VHS tapes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Um, THS brand. <laughs> yeah, this did not open effectively. What the fuck? <laughs> Get it together, Dan. Yeah, Dan. What are you eating? Tell the people. What do you got? What do you got? Well, I'm trying to open these Hawaiian punch candy jellies. I got them at the uh, largest candy store in Minnesota and Hannah and I went there on a little date we went on a candy shopping spree celebration of her getting into her paramedic program oh yeah that's where you got your little um, chicken feet and your little piggies where I got the little piggies I'm still making my way through but I'm nearing the end I've only got like three or four other candy things besides this did the pigs taste like pig no they were really good I They were, yeah, not totally fruit flavored. I don't remember exactly, but they didn't. Fruitless. They didn't taste like pork at least. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) Well, I'm not so sure. I like I like you know bacon flavored stuff. Although I had bacon flavored iced tea once at the uh, at the state fair in in Baltimore. It was nasty. What? Who would who would want that? I, I would. If it was good, I would. <laughs> but it, but bacon-flavored milkshake, good. You know, chocolate-covered bacon, good. Well, I get that. You know, like, you know, when you're eating pancakes and then your bacon touches the syrup and then you kind of just rub it in there a little bit. Yeah, I've been I've been making... So, you know, there is the, the Elvis sandwich, which is peanut butter, banana, and bacon on a grilled Ew. sandwich, which is really grilled? good. Yeah, Ew. grilled. I have yeah. not had that yet. That sounds oh, disgusting. I, I make it periodically, but I don't know what the fuck happened, but for some reason, I started making a variation of that that's peanut butter and banana and marshmallow. Oh, that's and classic. That's classic. Okay, is it classic? Because Hannah classic. and I were discussing this because she was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's a classic it's sandwich. It's supposed to be with bacon, but I was like, no, no, no. It's supposed to be with marshmallow, Plus. I swear. And then like a couple weeks later, I was like, you know, I think you're right. I don't know how I got started putting marshmallow on that shit. I, I think I I just screwed it up along the way, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But you're saying I, that it's a, it's a legitimate thing. It yeah, I used to eat it thing. a ton when I was a kid. Yeah, My family, so... Yeah, like I had a my bad childhood then. I guess I didn't. Have <laughs> <laughs> like 
I never had it at my house. I always had it at like the babysitter's house or the daycare lady's house because we would huh. never buy marshmallow fluff. That was like too unhealthy to have. Right, 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 right. But the babysitters, they had the good stuff, you know. Hell yeah. Hmm. It was the joys of being babysat. Mm -hmm. The babysitter's club fed you delicious sandwiches. Yeah, you know, I was in daycare until I was 13. <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> yes, that's hella weird. My parents, a little weird. My parents are so overprotective. <laughs> huh. Yeah, you didn't have an older sibling take care of you. No, I was the older sibling. <laughs> yeah, see? You get slapped around. I so, think that's just telling of how I was as a child. Yeah, how do you think this impacted you growing up? I mean, because, like, you're... It made me do bad things <laughs> because I couldn't. Lord, okay. Interesting. It turned me into a rebel. Don't suck cigarettes. All right, mom. And then you go out and smoke a cigarette. Yeah, that was me. That was, that oh, was me. Okay. Don't drive uh, past. Uh, don't go past ninety miles per hour. All right, mom. Yeah. And then you do one hundred and twenty. Mom be like, "You're Kirby. Oh, Eleven p.m." And I'm like, "Mom, the parties don't start until ten. What do you mean?" Mm -hmm. So then I would go to the party. Mom, don't listen to this part. Okay, mom, if you're listening to <laughs> But I used to go to the party and I would drink whatever I could in that hour. And I would come home at my cur curfew time and just be drunk in my room. It's fascinating the things young people will do. Yeah, you know, MTV was really good after 11 p.m. Yeah, because that's when MTV Undressed was on. <laughs> I'm watching wow. that right now. Yeah, my, my parents never had any restrictions on me as a child. They just said that I needed to have straight A's and don't get in trouble with the law. And otherwise, I was basically free to do whatever I wanted. Yeah, but, and did you? were you a good kid? Yeah, I was a very good kid. Exactly! <laughs> I, like, didn't my do parents anything. did this to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I do think that that's kind of true, right? Like, the more you try to, you know, in, enforce these, like, kind of like uh, overly protective restrictions like yeah I'm sure parents feel like they need these restrictions to keep children safe from making bad decisions but you have to allow people to make bad decisions up to a point so that they can learn and if they're never able to make these bad decisions they're never able to grow and they'll always wonder if these decisions are actually bad like you can't know if they're bad until you make them yourself you can't you know just accept somebody else telling you they're bad you mm -hmm. know at that stage in your life mm -hmm. so yeah well before we get into today's episode which uh if uh you couldn't read here you go we're going to talk about vivi the hottest the hottest new anime to come out this season <laughs> now, these hawaiian punch candy jellies kind of suck <laughs> well i don't know what a heck what the heck a candy jelly is but I, I would assume that that sounds like it doesn't taste good. Yeah, I guess I I, I thought candy jelly was like a weird euphemism for gummies. Oh. But mm. Apparently not. Mm. S sounds like it's made out of silicone. 
Well, we have some a couple new Discord members to shout out today, and they are Ted ate my socks. What's up, Ted? And the kick me. Thank you guys for joining and hanging out with us. Um, Welcome. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you here. Mm-hmm. Love you all. I made I made an AI. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of an anime reference to do. I made a I made a profile picture on the Discord. Yeah, yeah what's your yeah, profile pic? Because Chris Bella was asking and then you didn't respond. Oh, I thought because you, you already said it. It was it's Admiral Admiral Yang. Okay, Legend of okay. the Galactic Heroes. Okay. Yeah, of course. Who I, yeah, who would I you know, my 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 general. The obvious pick. My admiral, yeah. My, my leader, admiral, my follower. Admiral, my admiral. <laughs> yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> admiral Yang. The man I that am- said, just fight so you don't die. I agree. I think I will. Oh, okay. And and guys, he's updated his mal profile pic, too. The same one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same one. Mm-hmm. You know. Across the board. Consistency. We like that here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so besides Fluorite, there's been a couple trailers that have come out that have been of great attention as well. Great attention. Great deserves your 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 highest attention. Yeah. Because Mappa is on a roll. Yo, Mappa is god tier. Okay. Like I don't. Like I feel like it's like the the basic bitch answer but like map of my new favorite anime studio like they just do so huh. many good things yeah they've been my favorite since i think dora hey dora mm-hmm. i think that's when i was like all right i'm paying attention he's like oh, yes. you? Mm-hmm. so wait it, i don't you know, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about Studio Mappa on this podcast over mm-hmm. the last, you know, 16 months or whatever. Mm-hmm. But was when did Studio Mappa did you, start? Did you just like, specifically quote how many months we've been doing this podcast? <laughs> roughly. <laughs> I don't know. How long has it been? <laughs> That's what I thought Did I call it? Did I call yeah, it right on the you? nose? <laughs> <laughs> but, how, like, when, when we think, like... Never in my life have I thought about Studio Mappa prior to doing this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. is Studio Mappa a new thing, or do they have a long history that I'm no. just not associating with them? I'm pretty sure they have a long history, but I don't think they've been doing things of this scale for very long. Okay, okay, interesting. Um. Okay, so <laughs> it looks like they started in... 2011, that's when they were founded, um, by Masao Maruyama, the former uh, founder and producer of Madhouse. Which is why I think it has such a reverence, you know? Mm -hmm. And they did Kids on the Slope, Hajime no Ippo Rising. So Kids on the Slope was their first show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I watched Kids on the Slope uh, relatively recently. I thought it was really great, and it, it's got a connection to Cowboy Bebop as well, right? Always like, uh, same uh, writers uh, or something. Yeah, director, same director, same director, same writer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, same director, director yeah. some, same director. 
same directory. I, I thought Kids on the Slope was was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this um, is this is a a continuation of Studio Madhouse, and Studio and, Madhouse know, is a name that I'm I'm a little bit more familiar with. If you liked, um, if you like, uh, wait, you've seen Terror and Resonance, haven't you? Yes. I also same. Good. Also same director, and same studio. As uh, oh, so it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Terror and Resonance was was a bit of I a really like that one. And, I like oh, that okay. one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, um, uh, Punchline, Ushio, Ushio and Tora, Yuri on Ice, Kageguri, Inuyashiki, Zombie Banana Fish. Saga. This, they've had they've had a really relentless production schedule. Yes, and as, I, of, and recent, that's, as of yeah. recently, though, and not. that's that's something that we've discussed on this podcast as well. In, and yeah, as you say, like we see 2012, two shows, 2013. Spent all their time on Hajime no Ippo. 2014, mm-hmm. three shows. Right. Uh, 2015, three shows. 2016, two shows. And then 2017, all of a sudden, ba- 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 bam. Ba- bam. They said, yeah. they said, get your ass in gear, animators. We put yep. this yeah. shit yeah. out. 2017 onwards, they have a, a particularly ambitious release schedule, but they haven't been lacking in quality for this. Mm-mm. You know, like, I, I mean, whatever, I mean, Kakegurui uh, is, yeah, rock solid uh, in its way. And Banana mm-hmm. Fish, you know, really great. Uh, Dororo, you know, Jeff's a big fan. Uh, Dorohedoro, we love that. God love. of High School. We stand, we stand that in this yeah. house, in this in this podcast house. <laughs> yeah. And this, the Lord of the, House of the Lord, <laughs> House of the Anime. <laughs> But this this makes more sense to me now that that I think of this as being an evolution though. or an offshoot of, of Studio Madhouse. I've om- I'm only seeing, and I haven't watched all of the shows that Matt that uh, Mappa has put out, but the ones that I have seen, uh, I'm seeing only two kind of bad ones, which was God of High School, and um, you know people have their um, issues with Attack on Titans animation, but those are the <laughs> only two that I'm seeing that like. <laughs> have <laughs> have any kind of like falter in animation quality <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just wiling out at somebody critiquing attack on titan yeah <laughs> i mean people I, i'm not critiquing it but the people the people the yeah, anime that's people that's true they critique they've, it they've had their moments standards yeah because yeah. yeah, studio wit was killing it for a long time they were really doing great and we're about to talk about another Studio Witch show later. Yes. Mm-hmm. See how we're tying this all in, guys? We yes. know how to podcast. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to do it. Anyway. Yeah, so what did, they, so what's, 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 what are we so excited about? Yeah, what, tra- <laughs> we're so excited about this, but um, we're not going to tell you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> There's only. Um. Chainsaw Man. I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm fucking hyped. If I wasn't like, I was hyped on just like the manga images alone, but like the trailer that Mappa put out. So Mappa had this like, um, like a uh, live stream event where you could like watch every. It was like the 10 years of Mappa anniversary, which apparently, like a lot of things in Japan, like for whatever reason, if you want to watch the stream, you have to like sign up and it's like ticketed, and sometimes you have to pay for it. And I'm not yeah. sure if you had to pay for this MAPA 10 year anniversary thing, but I was going to, I was going to watch it because I think it was like airing this weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you had to have a ticket to go. 
And I was like, wait, wait, but it's a stream, so yeah. why can't just... I have a URL, please? <laughs> I mean, even E3 had, didn't have tickets that I know of. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did. Mm-hmm. But you could still, you could watch all the showcases mm-hmm. in live, you know, in, in live stream. Mm-hmm. It's odd to me. But the trailer, what did you think of the trailer? You need to watch it, Steve. Dan, I almost called you Steve. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so I I did not know the Chainsaw Man trailer was out. Uh, it's in our Discord. Go watch it right now on air. Okay, I'll do it in classic Dan fashion. <laughs> Don't switch device. All right, where is it in our Discord? It's in uh Gen, gen, gen News General News General <laughs> News <laughs> gen, General News Hype <laughs> News a, Otaku like, News Otaku, Otaku News, news. General yeah. News Okay, I see it. I see it. Yeah. All right. And, Can I share um, my screen for the purposes of? Uh, I'm going to share my screen. Yeah. 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 yeah you know what? Do it. Let's do it, use, Dan. Let's use the uh, application to our fullest. To yeah. Fullest. Okay. Can you guys see the Discord? Oh, Look yeah. at our Discord. Hi, guy. Look at all of our Discord. Oh, right. so cute. Look at all these cuties. So if I do this, can you oh, still shit. see it? Can you still yeah, the yeah. YouTube has popped up for you? The YouTube's the uh, www.youtube. Just the just your Discord windows. Okay, okay, hold on a second. This wow, your Discord looks a lot different than my Discord. Um, and share soon. All right, here we go. Oh my God! Here we go. Hold on to your, hold on to your seat live belts. reaction. So this is where I start crying and carrying on, and that's how we get views. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Start. Start blubbering. Oh, look at them shark teeth! Oh, so cute. <laughs> Yo, filmed a lot like Doro Hey Doro. Just saying. Ooh, ooh, sexy. Damn, th- this looks good. Doesn't it though? Ah! Mm. Yeah, chills. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a great trailer. I was that so- sound direction is on point yeah and and the the action sequences you know the the uh design of all the monsters and fleshy stuff everything just it it looks tremendous mm-hmm. it feels like the the ambiance the emotion is there i wasn't expecting so i'm going into this more or less um uh totally blank like i don't really mm-hmm. know anything about chainsaw man other than uh kevin hyping me up uh, yeah on it i and am same I, I wanted so, to watch, I wanted to read the manga, but I heard it was getting an anime adaptation by Mappa, and I was like, you know what? No, I want to experience this in the Mappa fashion. Yeah, so I'm going into it blind as well. I was I was kind of surprised by by the like vibe of the first half of the trailer. You know, it was like very heavy on the vibe and atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it like gave it an, a kind of maturity that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Or like an emotional tenor that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Mm-hmm. And it makes the action sequences hit so much harder. And yeah, marvelous. I'm I'm ready. That looks yeah. really fucking good. It looks really Doesn't good. It? Oh 
I'm already like, hmm, which one am I going to cosplay? Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, can I pull this off before uh, uh, Otakon? Hmm. Just, just duct, tape, duct tape a chainsaw to your head. <laughs> That's all you got to do. All right. This is what I'm. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. We're, you, oh, we're just uh, not this shit. Trailer, trailer watch party up in here. Up in here. God, fucking stuck. Pop ups. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the anime. Like, if we're talking about trailers, I've watched. I've been watching every trailer as it comes out, and nothing can match my excitement for the new Evangelion movie. I guess I just don't Ooh. remember the music. Oh, hit me with the sayonara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, because, well, are you familiar with the theory of uh, the, with the cycle theory of Evangelion? Um, to be honest, I've only seen the first uh, TV series, so. So the idea is, is basically that the, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's the, TV series is the first cycle and then the world resets because of, of third impact and then the manga is the second cycle and then the world resets and then the rebuild is supposed to be the third cycle where it's not going to reset at the end Ooh. so so all three like across media like all three stories which you know like each of these are slightly different from one another, right? Like the main TV show, the manga, and I mean, Rebuild series is the most clear-cut different from the others. Um, but they all tell kind of the same story, but they're all different in their own unique ways. And the idea is that all, like, rather than just being alternate tellings of the same story, the idea is that all three of these are the same story, and they're just different kind of cycles of end and, and rebirth until the chain is supposed to get broken at uh, the fourth rebuild movie. That's why it says Sayonara, all of Evangelion, because it's like, this is, this is the end, you know, like the chain, uh, the chain of causality, if you would, is broken um, in, in, uh, in this iteration. So that's, that's exciting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped. Yeah. I have not heard that theory, but uh, when is, do you know when is this, is this going to get a U.S. release? I, I must. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's no details about it at this point, but there's no way it's not going to get a U.S. release. When Weren't there the U.S. Release? releases? 
It's in Japan right now. Like, it's out in theaters oh. right now. Hmm. Otakon? Hello? Yeah, for real, man. Oh. <laughs> That'd be worth it alone. Yeah. 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 Really? For Rose. Yeah. Uh, the other trailer I was excited about was a, a, a theatrical movie by MAPPA. Yes. Um, Play no, that funky music, this. damn boy. Alice to Teresa no Maburoshi Kojo. Something like that, to, to that effect. T.O. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the... Is it? Is this the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, I don't know anything about this. I'm going into this Me blind. Me either. I've only watched this once, but it looked hype. So, hear no evil, see no evil, looking speak girl no over evil. There. Hmm. Okay, I suppose we found the trailer without subtitles. I don't think we need them. Yeah. I don't think there are sub. I think there's. I don't, I don't think, think people talk. Yeah, I don't yeah. think people talk in this one. I just wish I knew what the text said. Uh, you can't read Japanese, and you. Oh, call here we go. Yourself? Watch this. Uh, that's what you were waiting for, Jeff. That's what you liked about this trailer. <laughs> so for those without visual, it was a young girl standing on a ledge and the wind blows her dress up a little bit. No, she but held her she pulled, she pulled, she pulled her it up skirt up. She okay. was flashing some boy down there. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. They're, oh they're really... Scandalous. But, yeah. Not but her. Yeah. <laughs> so is this what happens when you lose your virginity? Yes, absolutely. Like this giant flowing light comes down from mm-hmm. the sky and everyone, you know, it's like a giant tempest and everyone mm-hmm. looks at you all serious and funny. Absolutely. You know, it happened in your name too. So, you know, an entire uh, meteor hit the earth, you know, when they had sex. That gasp. <laughs> that scream. That scream. That scream that got me. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, yeah. I got high body red my vibes from that yeah. trailer. Ooh. Or something close to that, like uh-huh. just brooding emotion. I know it's going to be something serious. Yeah. And it's going to be very intense and emotional, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think I think that looks great too, but it's killing me to not know what all that text said. I'm gonna have to rewatch this trailer um, after we're done. Just use Google Lens. <laughs> Google Lens. Oh, the glasses. <laughs> you know, I, I worked on Google Lens real briefly actually before I worked at BLS. Mm-hmm. When I was working at TEI, we had a, a contract doing stuff with Google Google Glasses or Google Lens or whatever. It was for mm-hmm. surgeons. You would put on your Google glasses and then you could like a video conference with other surgeons or like pull up videos or documentation on your Google glasses as you're doing Mm -hmm. surgery. Oh, MAPPA's also doing the Mm -hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Mm -hmm. Zero. So, yeah, that's 
the gist. I, I like this. We should. This should be our segment. We uh, we watch trailers together. I love it. Yeah, I would do that. Then mm. we can release the trailer. We can release these little like snippets of us watching these. Uh, yeah, but we really got to learn how to be more dramatic. That's how you get the views. <laughs> is being like real dramatic and cringy in your reaction. You got to learn how to cry on demand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we should all be crying at the end of this two minute trailer, <laughs> wailing. Yeah. Has there ever been a trailer that made you cry? Because for sure, the rebuilt movies trailers make me cry as the years go on. Well, as we found out in our Junji Ito collab episode that we did with Otaku Melancholy, uh, the Transformers trailer made me jump out of my seat and scream. Um, <laughs> so trailers do move me. Can't say I've had a trailer make me cry. Dude, mm. Rebuild trailers. Think of any. Rebuild trailers do as as they've come out over the years, just because of. I'm so, I'm so hyped. You know, my emotional investment in the Evangelion franchise is enormous. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do we do we know when the Alice movie is coming out? It says to be determined. To yeah, be I think determined. It's kind of under wraps. Word. That's cool. I'm, I'm definitely interested in watching that. Gundam Hathaway movie is out in Japan, right? But not out in America yet. Yeah, on the 1st, July 1st, I believe it comes out on Netflix. Oh. Do you know what else comes out? In July is Beastars. Beastars. So you know we're going to be doing an episode on that. I guess. Kobayashi-san. Yeah. Yeah. Kobayashi season two airs in uh, like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, I'm so freaking excited. I'm excited. I I wanted to, I wanted to say I finished Super Cub today. Ooh. Ooh. Was it super? It was very. It was very super. Was it cubby? I enjoyed it lots and lots. I recommend it to everyone. Ooh. It's very just relaxed, mundane. Hmm. Slice of life type of show. That sounds about good. Customizing your motorcycle. Oh, very cool. Oh yeah. And I think I think that has a lot of merit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think well, they, there's a lot they also deal with uh, themes of depression and like finding things that make you happy. Mm. Even though even if it's just as simple as like buying a motorcycle or buying a you know getting some, getting something and it like introduces you to uh, uh, new friends or mm-hmm. community or like just. Taking the initiative, taking the first step to do it. Ooh. Do you think they read Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance? I would certainly hope so. <laughs> I don't know if Honda has endorsed this show, but <laughs> it's really it's great advertisement. They're going to sell thousands of these Cubs, millions more. It's called Super. I might even get one. Super, Super Cub. Cub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hannah wants to get a motorcycle really bad. Oh, well, she needs to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll watch it. I'll, I'll add it. I'm going to add it to the my anime list so I remember. Ooh. I'll put it in plan to watch. Ooh. Short and sweet. It's short and sweet. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I've... A couple episodes. Mm. I finished watching Kyoso Giga. Yeah, how was that? It looks so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, it 
felt like the kind of show that would have hit me harder at 24 than it does at 34. Uh, only because by 34, I have seen so many shows that are like this that any given one doesn't necessarily hit as hard, you know, just just by default. Um, but that being said, yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. And I think it is um, has a, a certain storytelling density like Furikuri does where like there's lots of information given to you in very subtle ways and there's lots of uh kind of red herrings and and different ways it's like not confusing but there's just a lot to take in at a very fast pace all at once Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think this is a show that would benefit from a couple viewings to like really get the most out of it and understand um, exactly what's going on. I mean, the, the plot is relatively simple and straightforward, um, but there's a lot of, yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of, of interesting character writing and kind of subtle character writing that, Yes, yeah, it's, it's just very like the whole premise is very interesting, but also so I, I wound up watching the um, the kind of episode five point five live action you know behind the scenes of Kyoso Giga because it was up on Crunchyroll. I didn't realize this show was so deeply rooted in Japanese history, Ooh. Um, and that it's, it draws pretty directly from specific historical characters and and cultural practices. Uh, I thought that was very interesting and gave me another kind of layer of appreciation for the show. Um, so I would recommend watching that as well. If you are making your way through the anime show and feel like you're getting a lot out of it and you're really enjoying it. Uh, okay. There's there's even more to it, you know, unless you are like well steeped in, in Japanese um, folklore and history, there's more to it than uh, one would necessarily expect. So I think it's worth delving into. Nice. It's short. It's only like what, like six, four episodes, six, ten episodes. No, it's ten. Okay. Yeah. So the way, so the way that that the show came about is that it started as an ONA, an original net animation, and episode zero on Crunchyroll is a compilation of the ONA of the original net animation. And then episodes one through 10 are kind of the anime adaptation of the net adaptation, which tells kind of the same story, but it adds in a lot more character writing. Like episode zero kind of sums up the story very quickly, you know, like that's the original thing that it's based on. So you, is it 20 minutes? Is it like a 20 minute episode? Or no, is it a shorter I, think, episode? I think it's, I think the episode zero as it were is like 40 minutes or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I remember right. And then episodes one through ten, yeah, are like a normal 25-minute episode each, and they do a lot more character writing and backstory than you're given hmm. in the ONA. Okay, so if you if you don't like the ONA series, you're probably not going to like the... <laughs> it's kind of like a preview, you know, a preview of what you're going to get. Yeah, meal yeah, 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 yeah. And the ONA does not spoil the ending, or the episode okay. zero, as it were, does not spoil the ending of the anime. A little appetizer. Yeah. Appetizers. Oh. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Some Korean banchan. Uh, chicken? Is the banchan the chicken? I don't. I don't know. 
<laughs> what are the little plates called? I know what you're talking about. The little plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little episode. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about Vivi? Anything else we want to... Millie, you watching anything you want to talk about? Um, I just finished um, Zombieland Saga Revenge, which is also a MAPPA show, and I literally was bawling the entire time. <laughs> There's This show ceases to make me cry every single time I watch it. Um, there's a crazy twist uh, in the last like 30 seconds hmm. and I'm freaking out. <laughs> hmm. And um, MAPPA did so well with the final episode. So um, all of the girls have up until this point for the season have given their little, like each of their episodes um, behind the scenes of like what they're feeling and how they're like navigating their new life as, as a zombie in this idol group and what they can do to like progress. And um, collectively the girls are trying to um, redeem themselves from a failed concert in the beginning of the series. And so the final episode is like their revenge concert so that they can redeem themselves. And, um, uh, and, Mappa knocks it out of the park. They give you a full ass concert. Like, <laughs> like wow, I felt yeah. like I was watching like a uh, Hatsune Miku like live concert. Um, but it was the Zombie Land girls. They do three songs, and the animation is so good. It's not even funny. Like they spared no expense at making this anime, and I, ugh, it's so good. I'm gonna cosplay Sakura. I'm, uh, hint, that's it. I'm doing it. I've already decided. I got plans in the works. Um, I'm so excited about this, and uh, we're gonna get a season three. So I'm even more excited. <laughs> Very cool. Whew. Catch up. Oh that's- man. So it's, it's Kyoto Animation that's normally the champion of song and dance in anime, right? Ooh. Just, right Ooh. That, that's more a question than a statement. I mean, isn't mm. it? Kyoto Animation. I, am... I don't know. I feel like Kyoto Animation has like the very like emotional like anime. They like animate very emotionally. I don't know. Yeah, Studio Mappa maybe giving them you know a challenge mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. from the way you describe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean like uh, maybe Kyoto Animation does uh, all of their um, like dancing and movement and like band stuff um, in two D, whereas like Mappa uses three D, so it's completely different, very different vibes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Mappa uses three D very expertly um especially since Doro Hidoro I feel like they've really gotten it down um you know because like even in God of High School they they were like uh what's that what's that thing called that they do where they put all the pinpoints on the person and then the person moves and they take the information yeah they do that for God of High School and stuff so um I think they probably utilize that a lot for uh, Zombieland Saga and that is a um that is a uh, prediction, not that I actually know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so going to assume because they're the, animating like six girls at a time. So Gown of High School had uh, body body movement capture. What did you say mm-hmm. it was, Jeff? Body, body motion. motion capture? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really had people flying around doing all them martial arts stuff in real life. They had a high-ranking like Korean martial artist doing it. Wow. Okay. Not like flying through the air like they were doing, but like when people were like kicking and punching and, you know, that kind of stuff, like doing actual martial arts in the show, they had motion capture for that. Fascinating. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have expected that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. There's like, um, I say there's some kind of like behind the scenes episode in God of High School's like thing on Crunchyroll where they have like an extra episode or something. Oh, that's or cool. maybe I watched it on YouTube. So you're, you're saying the scene where the guy with, the uh, the tattoo like has the giant fist come down from the sky. That was that was motion capture. The giant god's fist coming down from yes. the sky. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. They actually had God throw his fist down they so they did. could figure out how to animate that. They had to that. um they had to tie his hair back. Yeah, you know, it was in the way. Speaking of Zeus, I did watch Record of Ragnarok. I finished that about a week um, yo you marathon that one i did <laughs> i kept seeing notifications on mal like jeff watched it and now he scored it <laughs> yeah if you want to watch gods fight uh historical figures i guess you could say isn't that the fate franchise <laughs> that is the fate franchise <laughs> i guess ragnarok really is just simply like or just the idea of like yeah, like an epic battle between gods and humans. Kind of played out a little bit. Just think, of, just think, Baki, Baki the Grappler with gods versus uh, humans. <coughs> like Adam versus uh, Zeus. Yeah, and they're all and they're, and and Adam is naked. He's gonna leap over his crotch. Ooh. Very male-driven, character-driven. There's like all the female characters are side characters or like sort of yeah I don't know it, it, not to be a feminist because of what I am <laughs> yeah, yeah. I enjoy that statement it's it's it is what it is mm-hmm. I, enjoy it. I enjoy the fighting mm-hmm. it's like tournament style anime it's, it's, it's fun or that's cool So the other show we all watched was Vivi. Yeah. Vivi, fluorite eyes song. (laughs) And then I sung about it. So we have this is this shit is stacked. Um, Vivi has so many like crazy people behind it. Um, you know, Wit Studio. I feel like is they animated this thing really good. 
Yeah, that was one of my big takeaways as well, was that clearly there are people behind the scenes that mm-hmm. that are that care about this. Mm-hmm. That this is this is truly their fucking vision. Because I mm-hmm. could feel the passion uh, and the energy in just its execution and like how mm-hmm. crafted and detailed the art was. You know, the just just the the quantity of ops and eds and the um, variety of music at play. Mm-hmm. Well, the music was um, composers for. Uh Monogatari. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, original creator creators of Vivi were the guy who wrote ReZero, Tape Nagasuki, and um, Eiji Umehara, who also worked on uh, uh, Chaos Head, if you are familiar with either of those franchises. Yeah, so did, did any of us... You watched ReZero, right? I've seen ReZero and I've seen Chaos Head. Okay. And... Um, I haven't seen ReZero yet, if, but I intend to. If this were a love child of those two, it is definitely that. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, time travel and AI. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Chaos Child, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't an, it was a light, uh, it was a visual novel that was adapted into an anime, and the visual novel's like 50 plus hours of content the Good anime Lord. is like five hours of content, so they really like fucked it up. But whatever. Anyway. <laughs> and this is an original yes. anime, right? Yeah. That was something from scratch. That was something that I had started to wonder about along the way. This this needed to be twice as long, in my opinion. It did, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not and I, that's not to say that I think that the um that they didn't clearly animate their vision. But I feel like both of these writers um, or creators like need 24 episodes to flesh out any kind of story that they create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's uh, kind of sum up the plot or like run through what the show is actually like, what it's actually about. Mm-hmm. If one of you guys wants to do it. okay so um we have like a cold open to the ai apocalypse basically and um ais have have taken over the world and they are killing humans um and you see a girl singing on a stage a very a very out of tune uh song um and then it cuts to a different time where we have our main character vivi or like diva as she's known um singing on a stage at a at the same theme park from the cold open and um you know we learn that ais are created with one mission in mind and their mission is very important to them and that's like their way of life is having this one mission and vivi's mission is to sing Make everyone happy with her singing, which they really love to remind you of throughout this entire series. What is your mission, Vivi? Almost like they're trying to convince themselves of that. <laughs> but so this is uh, Vivi's story of um, trying to stop the AI takeover and everyone that she meets along the way. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard this story before. Not at all. 
Yeah, this this was quite a bit more than than just a genre exercise show. It was pretty uh, pretty interesting in its concept and style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was very enjoyable. You know, it's got its you know equal and fair shares of emotion, of action, of humor. That not that it's like laugh out loud funny, but like it's entertaining. You know, it's witty mm-hmm. at points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just very well rounded and and well envisioned in that regard. Well envisioned, uh, excluding the very clunky time travel angle uh which i'm more or less okay with by virtue of anime logic but the time mm-hmm. travel does not work very well here it does not i think uh, there's a lot of anime logic that you just got to disregard <laughs> in this one mm. you just hit a button and then you time travel but to say that you know oh that, that wasn't what i would me. like to th- <laughs> well I, I think the um comparing it to like um uh, Tokyo Avengers time travel mm-hmm. aspect of that show mm-hmm. and that being sort of ambiguous, ambiguously explained, like, I think it still works mm-hmm. in that regard, you know? But yeah, not, but not to say that the button is simply like, oh, it's that simple. You just hit a button and you time travel. That, that didn't bother me at all. I was bothered mm-hmm. by the fact that other characters besides Vivi seem to have knowledge they seem to be time traveling as well or have some knowledge of other timelines that does not make sense if they did not time travel themselves Mm -hmm. you know like the archive saying like oh you know we've been tracking you over these last 100 years as we like you know recalibrate our decision from the original timeline i'm like how the fuck do you know that Vivi's doing shit for the last hundred years? Did you time travel too? Like, how <laughs> how did that happen? And Toke, the the terrorist organization at the end, that completely befuddled me because why mm-hmm. the fuck is you know? Because if you think you know, think about think about you're living in this world with AIs, and then all of a sudden at the drop of a dime, they just go berserk and start massacring everyone. You know, like you don't have time to react or prepare. You know, it just like it just happens. And then think about Toke which is the anti-AI uh, terrorist organization in the show. And, you know, if they're a terrorist organization, you know, they, like, are probably a little bit more fluid and a little bit more, like, loose, you know? But they just so happen, at the moment that the AIs go berserk, they just so happen to all be collected and aggregated together and decked out with guns and ready to start fighting at that exact moment. Um, mm. they happen to be fully assembled and decked out right then and there. But why? Like, they're an underground terrorist group. They wouldn't be assembled and decked out at any given moment. Like, did they know... Because time that, travel. Yeah, did they know that this was going to happen at this exact moment? But <laughs> how could they fucking well, know that? Unless they were also doing some time travel shit. This just, is my the whole thing issue. is so fucking weird. Exactly. This is my issue with Vivi, and this is why I've been I've been not on the Vivi hype train. Is because you're not establishing you're not you're not establishing the system in which you're time traveling from well enough in the beginning for me to understand what the hell is going on. And by showing by showing a tower that every episode gets a little bit bigger and a little bit different 
wasn't enough for me. And the throwaway lines from Masamoto saying like, oh, I haven't seen you in 15 years as he's like exiting the shower. I'm like, that's not enough for me. The entire show's exposition and like how I'm supposed to figure everything out is directly through Matsumoto and his dialogue, which I think does not play to the show's strengths because it's animated so well. You have all of these characters that are doing things to to drive the plot, but then you're not like actually showing the things that they're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's there's no there's no grounding factor for me to like anchor myself to with with this. I remember you complaining about Matsumoto's dialogue and how <laughs> abra- like how abrasive he was talking and how fast and it was just like yeah. All right, let's just Let's just stop talking. Like, <laughs> I under, like, I get it. And that's, and I do like it. Like, I like how fast he talks because if he was an AI talking to another AI, he would talk that fast because the AIs don't need to think about things. They just compute. You know what I mean? Um, mm. And I like that when, you know, he's talking and when they're talking to each other, like through their AI brain or whatever, like nobody, like mouths aren't moving. Like I like all mm-hmm. of that stuff, but it mm-hmm. just like, there's some, there's just like one thing that doesn't fit about it that makes it hard for me to like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't have, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but <laughs> I don't, I don't mind that he talks fast, but I, do, but I don't like that. Like everything he's saying, I need to physically like read and understand before I get to the next right they, uh, they do a lot of, of information they do a lot of telling not showing yeah and I would I'm I would much rather them show and tell if you're not me you know yeah show Just, and tell. especially because especially because the world is gorgeous it's beautiful it's like fully like I'm sure these people who wrote it have like this fully realized like system in place for the world but you don't get to see it I get to see five seconds of Vivi looking off into the distance out her window. You know what I mean? And I'm like that five seconds of me seeing this tower being rebuilt, especially when I don't know in the beginning that the tower is such an important part of this, of the series. Like I don't, it doesn't register for me that I need to pay attention to that thing, that one specific thing. And it feels like there's a lot of very specific one things that you see for not a lot of time that you need to understand the rest of the plot. Yeah. That, that clunky storytelling was my biggest gripe with this as well, that there's lots of, and I think that's why it needs more time. It needs to be twice Mm -hmm. as long because stuff like, uh, the girl's death in the beginning, like, Mm -hmm she her oh, out uh, of literal nowhere and i didn't even care about her yet to yeah, even yeah. be sad about it <laughs> so weird and then, and then <laughs> she comes weird. back yeah. into the very end and is also yeah. an integral part and i'm like if you could do this in the beginning why weren't you doing it from the beginning <laughs> like yeah you know the the girl's death is bizarre and that it's like a weird post credit scene i thought it was like gonna be a preview of the next episode yeah no and that that specific scene needs to have more establishing content because all of you all you see at that point is vivi running out from some kind of like warehouse hangar Mm -hmm. and she's like freaking out and matsumoto's like you can't do anything about it blah 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 and i'm like what can't she do i didn't know that there was something (laughs) that she needed that she wanted to do Matsumoto's taking control of a giant warehouse AI and he's stomping the shit out of Vivi. 
Yeah, and I'm just like, because because she's supposed to be the first autonomous AI. But then also, so you say that, and she's supposed to be this like different kind of AI. But then everyone that she meets after that is a copy of her. So they're like building on that. So I'm confused at like why it is specifically Vivi that needs to be the person that gets taken over. Because if I'm thinking about this logically, like... If an AI, an, an autonomous AI gets made and then they build off of her, I'm assuming that each model is getting better or getting different and getting more autonomous. And that's what leads to the AI, um, to the AI takeover. So why wouldn't you use one of those that has well, be- better specs? And I'm, and I get, I get that that man, the doctor. Yeah, exactly. Says that I really like Vivi. Exactly. My my wife. I get it, but that's not enough for me. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. I, just, I think that, I think that's enough. I think that's gotta be know. enough because the scientist guy, you know, like he, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's his decision. Like, it's his arbitrary decision. I mean, if, if, well, yeah. But like I'm that's how like lots of I things in life him, come down to the individual just making whatever random ass decision they're gonna make. You know, you gotta make a choice was, and commit to something. And I feel like it was random. <laughs> I think this is a case, simple case of like less is more and more is less. You know, that if they had just simplified these plot elements, you know, and time travel, it would just don't try trying to explain too much at all and then mm-hmm. just let you kind of figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm towards the end like they explain things yeah if, if there was like one establishing thing about the time travel that could anchor you to everything else that happens i feel like that that would have made it more like more of a realized time travel situation because th- that is the show the show is about time traveling to stop this thing and he they keep they keep jumping time uh, timelines yeah personally i i think you need a, a more fundamental rewriting of the last couple episodes to eliminate the ideas. And this, this also plays into the idea that, that, you know, we just need twice as many episodes mm-hmm. in order to do this well. Because I, I think you I'm, have to rewrite the last couple episodes to remove the archive and remove Toke from having these, like... Uh, conceptual understandings of time travel and their references to other timelines as if they know like because presumably they shouldn't know about other timelines they shouldn't be there like um you know be looking at each other like oh we're in the timeline where vv already tried the singularity project and it didn't work you know or, mm-hmm. or i mean maybe that maybe that's a bad example maybe that would be okay because you could still well, be mean- in the present and you know be talking to to the professor Amatsu. Well, they would. I feel like instead of just being like, hi, I'm Vivi from the future. I've already had this conversation with you. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) I'm just like, what? But you're just going to go along with whatever she says because she's, she said that she already did it. I've been like, who are you, ma'am? Yeah, but well, but they so they they were aware that Professor Omatsu Osamu Omatsukun, um, Professor Osamu, Oma, yeah, Professor Osamatsu. They were they were aware that Professor Osamatsu was going to send intended to send Vivi back in time. So when mm-hmm. Vivi shows up in the present and is like, "I am the Vivi," you know, from the from the future, uh, then. 
I, I to me it's reasonable for them to be like, well, Professor Otsumatsu-kun was already working on time travel, so this this VV has just magically arrived, and yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So that I'm I I too would accept that if I were them, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it's on the table, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, stuff like like uh, the archive being like. Uh, we saw that you went back in time and changed history and we recalibrated our calculations every time you changed history. It's like, how did you know that she changed history? You would only know that she changed history because you knew what the correct history was supposed to be and how the history you're undergoing is different. So there's like, Mm. if you were just living in the present, you would have no possibility of knowing that history was different than some other history. So oh, this this yeah this stuff this yeah. stuff has to be removed, like yeah. and and you know same as like Toke being ready to go like the moment the uh, Android Revolution begins like no there's 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 got to be a a future like a, a timeline where Toke just gets eliminated and then Vivi's like all right I have to go back in time and warn Toke and rally mm-hmm. them together mm-hmm. so that they're ready to deal with this. And I think it becomes a little bit more like, all right, we have to keep going back in time and trying over and over until we get this right, which is a mm-hmm. little bit more of like a Steinsgate approach mm-hmm. to or time Henry traveling. zero Henry zero re zero is all about the millions of times that Suru has to go back in time to save, to make sure he saves a specific person. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think, I think Vivi needs more screen time to have that kind of approach. And that's, what would make it uh, more mm-hmm. believable more um uh stand out i feel like though um gosh darn that animation is beautiful at times yeah and i, I thought the sound design was quite good at points too i, I particularly mm-hmm. liked the vocal effects um when vivi and elizabeth were fighting on the um the space hotel on the space mm-hmm. station I thought that that whole fight, the music and the vocal effects, the, the fight choreography, everything about it was fucking. Oh, great. you like the fight really choreography? Great. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to know everyone's thoughts because I have probably differing opinions. Uh, I just thought it was good. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough of it. It was really good, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too fast. Number one, and I get that they're AIs and they're super fast. I get it, but I'm. I want to see I want to see the metal clinking. You know what I mean? Like I want to I want to get up close and personal in these fights and like see the like uh skin tearing and like the animatronics like leaking and stuff like that. Like I want to see like very visceral parts of these fights and I feel like the fights were really really fast. Blah 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 blah. blah done and i'm like but i wanted to see more (laughs) like i like vivi's now fucked up (laughs) and like leaking fluids everywhere like i was i want to see like i don't know i want to like zoom in (laughs) Hmm. you didn't think there was enough of that i thought there was a lot of um like you said body damage and like fluid and you could see the yeah the internal uh, workings of the ai or robot um but you want to get even closer. You want yeah. to be like. I want to be all in up that. in there because you there were. Be up in that. Yeah, because this there were when they animate the eyes, the shutter in the eyes, like that is amazing. Mm. When you know they're um, they're the up close shots in this anime are fucking beautiful. Like, and 
it's like almost movie quality and i want to see that as part of like i want to see that in the fights and the ais because that is essentially what this is about is about ais Mm -hmm. so i want to see the i want to see the inner workings of it you know what i mean Hmm. i want to see the violence i want to see the 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 juice the inside juice coming out (laughs) (laughs) what's the um it reminded me of of the animation style in um the uh fortress um what's the other what Iron Fortress after Ka- Kaba- Kabakuki Kabaneri, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Kabaneri. The the there's a lot of still shots of like, um, of hair or skin, and it looks like airbrush effect. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really well done in that in that series, and they kind of brought that over that same aesthetic mm-hmm. to the yeah, show. Yeah, I thought it looked great in VV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, this comes down to just not liking the main character. Oh, really? I don't like didn't like Vivi. Yeah, I didn't like her at all. Really? Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I know that she changes over time, especially from the first episode. Uh, going like from the thirteenth episode to the first episode, I like went back and rewatched it. I can see the changes in her, but it's extremely subtle. Um, but I think that there should have been a little bit more of like um like roboticness in the first couple episodes of vivi because she is new she is Mm. just learning everything um and uh i don't know i just didn't believe her you didn't think she was didn't believe in the i didn't believe in the performance of her okay you didn't think she the idol aspect of the show yeah you you didn't think she was singing from her heart no. Vivi failed. Vivi did fail. She failed me. <laughs> failed her mission. <laughs> she was not able to make Amelia happy with her scene. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> you're listening to her and you're like, I just don't think you're pouring your heart into it. I really don't. <laughs> that was my favorite aspect of the show was the uh, writing scene. Not to spoil too much, but there's a scene where she has to create a song from scratch mm-hmm. as an AI, and she had to pull from all his pa- her past memories and feelings, and like the theme of, you know, uh, the idea like in order to create, you have to ha- go through shit, you have to experience things, and as a computer, she experienced a lot over a hundred years, mm-hmm. so she can she can pull from that and write a write a powerful song mm-hmm. to save the world. Um. Yeah, did you guys find that to be uh, the work in the show? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I thought it was particularly well done when the all the AIs around the world were seeing the song. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah, so dude. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> Yo, that that shit was fire. And that, yeah. I was like, I'm getting creeped out right now. This is awesome. And I, yeah, and I just yeah, and I I also have in my notes that episode episode ten was fucking great. Post credit mm-hmm. singing, yeah. was so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah, that was just a really brilliant way of of ending uh, that episode. So I I uh, I guess I do agree that that was one of the strongest episodes of the whole mm-hmm. series. Um, that I um I really resonated with the Ophelia arc, the two episodes with Ophelia, the first AI that um commits suicide. Hmm. I thought that's when the show really picked up. I was like, okay, I'm in it. 
Yeah. Let's go. That was a good episode. Um, I wanted to know more about Ophelia and like her background. So oh, there was like, the part of that arc that confused me was the the Toke guy. Was he a robot or was he not a robot? Like, I thought that he went. They is a different timeline at this point. Yeah, and he copied himself into a robot. Okay. That's, that's how I in, that's, interpreted it, yeah. too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that yeah. does... Because that fight scene was cool, too. Yes. That fight that's scene... That's what I'm saying. Like, I want more... Like, I want to... Vivi, rip people's skin off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to see their... their, yeah. their that fight scene was cool. I was a little confused as to Matsumoto's, like, what was limiting him at first. And then he's like, I'm no longer limited because I've located Vivi. And it's like... I don't get how locating Vivi has alleviated whatever processing burden you think you have. Like I, because she is going to sing and make him happy. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> You're just saying that. <laughs> but anyway, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I didn't. I and and so it, the tote guy is supposed to be a robot. So okay, that makes sense. I, that mm-hmm. was not obvious to me from the show. But when you tell me that that's the case, I do recognize that yeah, mm-hmm. that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's a lot of explaining that <laughs> needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. Which is really funny because there's a special 14th episode that it literally summarizes the whole show. <laughs> yeah. I meant to send a, uh, a, a text message out to you guys if you wanted to watch that. But uh, it's literally just a recap all the major plot points mm-hmm. and it you know it context- recontextualizes it in an order and like tells you the dates the exact dates mm-hmm. that things happen in oh that's something you were saying jeff how you had to pay attention to the dates yeah i mean they would tell you like okay it's been 10 years 15 years but if you're not like really really focusing on that then you just don't you're just like all right whatever it's it's time has passed time has moved on mm-hmm. yeah and I, I, to have timestamps is really helpful i think yeah and i i also have in my notes the time skip in episode seven is very jarring and i think that goes to the kind of clunky storytelling and i personally i think you know and and amelia you've brought this up as well that in a lot of cases you know how do we know the time has skipped because matsumoto you know magically wanders in and goes hi i haven't seen you in 10 years and, yeah, right. yeah. Actually, that's... I think in episode seven he says something like, "Oh, it's been five years since I've seen you." But then he says also, um, "But also fifteen years since the last time I saw you." And I was like, "What is that? What?" Yeah, and, and so I, how I, many I, years then? Because now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm paying attention I, I, to how many years. <laughs> and you just said five and fifteen. So is it twenty? Is it five? You know, is if, it if this was going to be a twenty-four episode show, I do think that we would we should have like three more episodes in the beginning and like three more episodes at the end. And I think the middle should have more episodes of just like one-off VV encounters or like slice of daily life, like vibe mm-hmm. type episodes or like, huh, really making you think like Kino's journey episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In between. And I think that would go so far towards establishing the feeling the time has passed that you have mm-hmm. broad stretches of episodes where Matsumoto's not there and you mm-hmm. feel 
that some time has passed. And so and when Vicky Matsumoto actually like shows... with like everyday stuff. Yeah, that exactly. Like a normal human would deal with because they, they do bring up that she is supposed to have a heart, that she's finding her, whatever she thinks heart is. Yeah. That's how she writes her song. Yeah. So like, I, I need some kind of establishing things that like let me know that she is growing as a person as a person quote unquote yeah i would i would like to see a a vivi that has more just vivi in her daily life episodes and then when matsumoto shows up you feel like time has progressed and you feel like oh this is something out of the ordinary this is something Mm -hmm. random yeah to that point less generic um design like background design and and technology to, you know technological aspect of like all right so the models look more or less the same throughout a hundred years mm-hmm. like how do we you know like there could be more um character design changes or mm-hmm. aesthetic changes in like color the color palette or i don't know anything that mm-hmm. tells you that more time has passed exactly that just what you said that <laughs> Because yeah. it really doesn't do it any service. Because to me, to me, nothing has changed in the world, and I can only tell by watching the first episode and watching the last episode and seeing that like cars are like crazy looking now instead of and like the AIs have real faces and are real people instead of just being like those like creepy eyeball things. Yeah, and, and their clothes have you know? have little brightly colored stitching. They're like Yeezys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you said, Dan. But you didn't notice that? That after a certain point, all their clothes have these like neon stitchings to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought that was for yeah. a cosplay effect. <laughs> so I, I have a, a number of minor discussion points. Oh. Should I pose these questions? Yeah. All right. Why the fuck did that that, that scientist commit suicide? <laughs> Nothing else to because live for. Because sad. Yeah, exactly. I felt like that was so fucking weird. Like when he did that, I was like, my eyes, <laughs> they're rolling. I can see my own brain. They're rolling so hard. <laughs> that was me when the little girl died. I'm like, bitch, okay. Hey, yeah. like, we got it. Yeah. I was like, what is this? This is so dumb. I haven't even like gotten to like anyone. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I'm like, am I supposed to be crying right now? Cause I'm not. not definitely not. <laughs> well, if they, if they, the book to your point back, going back to like how long the episodes are or how many episodes there are, like we, we literally get one, a screen time with one character, an episode, and then they're dead. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and I, I acknowledge that from a mechanical perspective, that guy's suicide is necessary because it forces Vivi to have the error that screws her up and deletes her personality to turn her back into diva. Although Mm -hmm. I think everything about that is very awkward and clunky, but uh, there's gotta be a, a better way of, accomplishing this or like that i that suicide just felt very forced in my opinion um Mm -hmm. and the the error that she undergoes again we we're told it more than we're really shown it like we're we're shown that vivi has this intense reaction and then matsumoto by the end of the next episode 
which like I, it was very bizarre to me that like like everything about the, the episode after that was really like I don't understand what's going on that when Matsumoto makes the point at the end of the next episode that like oh you had an unfor you know you had an error that deleted your personality and it's like dude that yes. could have that really like- could have been demonstrated in a better way yeah, because the only thing that you see is Vivi acting like an actual singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she actually is like, oh, I'm famous. I have I need to go please everyone. Listen to my song. And she's like very confident, kind of like almost cocky. But like where where's that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were just literally dis- in despair and like crying about this doctor. So there's really no, there's really nothing yeah, for me to go off the, of that you are, that you have an error. I just think, oh, time has passed and Vivi is now a blossoming the, yeah, idol. she got the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, I was sad for like a day and then I got over it because I'm an AI that doesn't yeah, actually have human emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, another, another talking point. This is something that really stuck with me from start to finish. When we think about the, the show consistently poses the question not necessarily to the audience or in like a deep seated way, but it does bring up the idea over and over again, do AIs deserve human rights? And as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, these, all we see are AIs kamikazeing like crazy. They have literally no mm-hmm. sense of self-preservation or self-importance mm-hmm. at any point. Like why would, why, why do they deserve human rights? They clearly don't value themselves at all. Like that's uh, their first, like their first opportunity to go fucking like kamikaze themselves. They, that's what they do. They just throw it. They're like lemmings, you know, they Mm -hmm. just like throw themselves off the cliff without a second thought. Like, I'm not convinced that they doesn't like, do they really need human rights? Like we could just be like, you don't have rights. And they would be like, Oh oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for considering it. Yeah. Like I, (laughs) I think the only reason why this question is posed is because they look human. I mean, like, we're humans. We're going to make things that look like us because we're narcissistic. (laughs) And um, so the only reason why they even, like, feel like that question should be posed is because they are very human-like. Because previous AIs are, like, like your your general robot situation. Yeah. You know? So, like... I don't know. I think that's the only reason why. Because they look like humans. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting philosophical question there. Like, are we, you know, do are humans by default going to make robots that look like humans? And, and uh, should we make a conscious effort to not make robots that look like humans in order to avoid, you know, giving them human rights? Yeah. Right? Make them all look like that Honda robot. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, you know, as I as I look at this, you know, think of that, and and think, for example, of the the AIs that are on the island, and we're introduced to these cute little AIs, and they sing Vivi and Matsumoto a song, and they're very nice. I'm like, okay, the moment, the the instance that something bad happens, the first, <laughs> the first thing they do. Without a moment's hesitation, just jump off the island and kamikaze themselves into these boats and become become robot torpedoes. Do these people really need the right to free speech? 
Like, what does free speech mean to them? They have literally no, like, <laughs> concept of the self. Because I think inherent to the concept of the self is a desire to to continue, you know, a desire to exist. This is this goes back to Neon Genesis Evangelion. This is Kaoru's whole argument. He says, Shinji, just kill me because I do not have any desire to exist. Because I, you know, am I really alive because I have no sense of self-preservation or self-identity. Like, I have no desire to continue existing, so it makes no difference to me if I live or die. Uh, do the, these AIs seem to have no, like, it's like, yeah, being, you know, existing, I could take it, I could leave it, doesn't really matter that much, you know, if something bad happens, I mean, I'm just gonna fucking go kill myself anyway, so, like, <laughs> but I, uh... Well, they have clones of each other. They can just get cloned anyway. Is that is that their angle it. here? That they're only destroying their physical bodies, but their souls are just data that gets put. Not into even a new their souls, body? but their yeah, like their data, like their internal data is just put into a new a new robot. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get all the Vivi clones, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. If the AIs were to make that argument then I would acknowledge that. <laughs> you, would, you would give them human rights. Yeah. But, you know, I, well, and, and, you know, I'm not saying that suicidally depressed people don't deserve human rights, but I'm, I'm saying. No, but we are saying that suicidally depressed AIs do not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this, this kind of put me on a, on a certain philosophical lane of like, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, you know, to deserve human rights is to exist as a human and or like exist in at least some level of, of emotional capacity. Like, you know, India granted dolphins some level of human rights, you know, um, because dolphins are, you know, emotional creatures that feel pain and you know, feel community and feel mm-hmm. empathy. You know, these are all things that we go go towards defining humanity. And I think an important part of humanity is, you know, the desire for self-preservation, the desire for existence, the exo- the desire for the future, which is not to say that there are like, yeah, certainly there are individuals that don't feel these things. And there are individuals that give up these things at various points. But whenever people give it up, you know, give up their desire for future, you know, this is seen as a great sacrifice, a noble sacrifice. This is a big decision that people will like really hesitate it's a big emotional decision to grapple with. These AIs ain't grappling with this shit. It's like the moment something bad happens, they're like, well, okay, I'm just going to go blow myself up to like help the greater good. And it literally doesn't matter to me whatsoever because I have no sense of self and no sense of identity or self-preservation. So like what, yeah, what, uh, what's the point of, of like, you know, is there a point to having human rights if you have no desire for self-preservation or future? Like, if you have no sense or of identity, desire, what does like, human rights really do for you? Yeah, like there's no sense of like being a human. Yeah. Mm. They're just mimicking. As like Vivi does in the show. That's all she does in the first episode is mimic human behavior. And, and she does it really badly. Yeah. Does Alexa deserve human rights? <gasps> Good question, Jeff. Yeah, question well, yeah this is a big question. I mean, I think we're going to get to a point. I mean, like, if we were to believe TV shows like this and, and like, Terminator and shit, mm. we're going to get to a point where that's a question we're really going to have to an- answer. Mm. Yeah. And I, you know, up to this point, I would have said yes, because robots, 
you know, are people too. Yeah, because if robots feel empathy and they feel emotional investment, then you know that is worth something. But then when I see all these AIs just like go kill themselves, like just go like blow themselves up at the drop of a dime without any hesitation, and I'm not saying I'm not talking about that guy's teacher who like sacrifices mm-hmm. himself. Uh, you know, there's an AI that goes into a car crash and sacrifices himself in order to mm-hmm. save other human beings. Like that, is, you know, there's a difference between giving up your sense of self-preservation for, you know, the greater good versus giving it up because it means nothing to you. Mm. And I did get, you know, from the teacher, I got the sense that like, Yes, I would choose to keep living and keep teaching this kid piano, but you know it is more important that I save these other human beings because ultimately their lives are worth saving. You know, when all the AIs on the island turn into little kamikaze torpedoes and blow themselves up, I did not get the sense that they were sitting back like, I would prefer to keep existing but it is important that we save this island, so I must sacrifice myself. I got the sense that, like, they just didn't care. And that that really challenged my sense of, you know, what it means to be human. Do we need to give mm-hmm. AIs human rights? No, I'm not so sure. I think, um, I think if this show was, like, set in, like, the psychopath world, I would be... I think it's a little bit more sound in its in its like world building yeah um and i think i would i think it would work better um but with that said that show has a lot more episodes to do that in yeah um but so i I also wondered what was up with vivi's partner ai that she started with that then magically appears again in the last episode Elizabeth? No. No, Navi. Navi. Oh, the actual computer. Okay. Yeah, just because all the other singer AIs had helper AIs that were with them. Mm -hmm. And Navi is with her for one episode, then not with her. And then towards the end. Yeah, I just didn't didn't really get it. Like, what? Hmm. Well, especially because Navi is also in her room. Yeah. Like, by the stage. So it's not like it's just like a computer at the stage. It's it was like her helper AI. Yeah, it was like in her room in her space. Yeah, and then she just disappears for ninety years. <laughs> it's so that the little girl can come back, Dan, and then you can be sad. Okay. Okay. The little girl. Yeah, and again, she will clunky, call her clunky story. And then the little girl calls her diva, and then she's like, no. That girl would never call me Diva. She called me Vivi. And I'm like, bitch, I don't even remember this character. Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> and? <laughs> Truth. Yeah, I thought that was very clunky storytelling. I also thought the moderate toke. Very bizarre to me that there's a moderate faction of this terrorist. <laughs> just a moderate toke. <laughs> not, not a full breath, just a half breath. <laughs> But so there's there's an anti AI terrorist organization, and then in the last couple episodes were introduced to their moderate faction that does not want to destroy the AIs but coexist with them. I'm like, then why the fuck did you join an anti AI terrorist organization? Like, 
Aren't you just like like I was I was I I've, I gave this a, a good amount of brain power trying to understand <laughs> like like it's it's kind of I was thinking I mean for better or for worse I was thinking about this like the Taliban you know I was like so are there are there people joining the Taliban that are like no we should not fight American imperialism we should like you know try to coexist with it and trying to like yeah I, I just I just don't really like wouldn't they just create their own competing organization and kind of vie for power and like try to draw membership away from this radical group that they don't agree with. Mm. Like, uh, this is weird. But then I thought about it. Then I thought about it. Like maybe it's a Japanese cultural thing because the, the leader of the moderates was the granddaughter of one of the previous tote guys. And I was thinking about this in terms of Yakuza. Like, the same way, like, if you are the offspring of a Yakuza boss, you know, you're kind of, by default, expected to take a role, you know, in the Yakuza. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe that's a similar sense here, that, like, because she is the offspring of one of the leaders of Toak, 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 whatever, um that she is just expected to play a role of leadership, you know, regardless of what her personal feelings are. Is she an AI? Who is human? Who's not? Hard to tell. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, maybe uh, she was playing the long (laughs) game to try to uh, get humans to disarm and be more peaceful so they can be more easily slaughtered. Less resistance. <laughs> did, you, did you guys think that was weird? Am I the only one that thought that was weird? I thought that was truly bizarre. Mm, um, didn't really cross my mind, to be no. honest. I just, at that point, have accepted that things don't make sense in this anime. So I was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why yeah. not? I, I tend to, personally, I tend to watch things. I think I've said this before. I watched the first time. And I don't really, I don't analyze it very much, to be honest. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll watch it just for the pleasure of watching it. And then on the second watch, that's when I become really critical. That's when it all falls apart. And I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, maybe that's why I don't watch things a second time. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this shit. Really You're badly. like, yeah, I'm going to think about it too hard and I'm going to hate this shit. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Like, I, I try to focus on just the positives in the, um, at least the animation and production mm-hmm. part of it, end of things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Which this show has. Yeah, Which, and I think that's why it's so popular. I think because they're like people are fascinated by the fact that you know it's a TV show and it it it's not, it seems kind of groundbreaking maybe mm-hmm. in a certain way, even though it's kind of like rehashing a lot of old sci-fi tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, it's like enjoyable at the end of the day. Yeah, and there's the songs are good, the music. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. all right. The so fight we'll choreography it, we'll is good as much as as much as I personally yeah. thought that there should have been more like. All of this stuff, like, is good. Yeah, I, I agree. Just, like, the crazy writing that, is, like, did not get fleshed out. It is entertaining, and it's got a lot of very strong mm-hmm. moments. And even at the end, I thought the, the ending shot with Vivi on the ground doing the mm-hmm. automated 
uh, thank you for giving me your attention. You know, I, I thought that was really powerful and, and evocative. You know, I, that really hit. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. in a different way, I fucking love that during the end, the end credits is like just a dude stomping out a dead AI. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was badass. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I was like, uh-huh. like they're, they're working so hard and talking about like, oh, humans and AIs are going to coexist and like we can avoid Smash. the slaughter. And then the post-credit scene is just a dude stomping this dead AI's <laughs> head into the ground and stomping it to bits. And I get, I get that they're trying, like they're trying to demonstrate that, that because there's the guy, the guy that VV saves then walks up behind him, kind of puts him on, you know, grabs him by the shoulder and starts engaging with him, but there's no dialogue or anything. So we can't see what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I understand that certainly what they're trying to communicate is that this guy that got saved with VV is going to take this guy stomping out an AI and be like, Oh no, don't stomp out the AI because humans and AI can coexist because I was saved by an AI. Uh, but I like to imagine that he's going, hell yeah, brother. Wait, wait get out of the way because I'm going to stomp that shit too. Fuck this fucking AI. <laughs> yeah. This makes me want to go watch Bubblegum Crisis. I'm not going to lie. I think I might watch that. I think I might re- rewatch that. I've show. never seen it. Maybe we should watch it for the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Done. Yeah. Done Six deal. Episodes. Accepted. Done deal. <laughs> Accepted. Accept your fate. <laughs> um, and I think it's really cool that they didn't have like a an op op. There wasn't like they integrated Vivi's like performances into the ending and endings and the openings. I think that's really cool. Yeah. But the shit in the beginning, fuck, I don't even know what you were thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't you guys uh, wish for an idol, more of an idol approach? Like, I'm going to save the world each episode through singing or like. Well, yeah, there. it's uh, like the, you know. the idol in Carolyn Tuesday. Exactly. I yeah. thought that, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I guess we don't need to see another another series like that, but. Uh, I thought that part of Carolyn Tuesday was really cool. And if this entire show is based on Vivi's mission to make people happy with her singing, why do we not see more of her singing and her like, or is that just me? Is there enough singing? I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to your critique. I think that's a good point. But I would I, I I argue that they spent a lot of time, even if we don't see her singing that much, we spend a lot of screen time with her talking about singing and grappling mm-hmm. with singing. I think she really overestimates just how difficult it is to sing. You know, she's like, Oh, I just can't sing. I, I just can't find the emotion. It's like, I don't know, man. You really think that like Britney Spears is up there feeling the emotion every single time? Like it's your fucking day job, dude. Like she just goes for it, you know. And, and no, Britney Spears is literally like an AI because she's in that uh, that uh, court courtsmanship, whatever it is. What's it called? Uh, yeah, I know. Courtesmanship, oh. where she has yeah. to, she literally has to yeah. sing. This fuck, yeah, I, by I'll, contract. Yeah. Britney Spears' situation is is very sad and disturbing. Um, yeah, it's a big bummer. By. Uh, now that would have been an angle to take hey, for this show. Hey. Yeah. The Britney Spears story. <laughs> yeah. As an I'd AI. That. that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking about this when she doesn't sing to the ridiculous number of AIs that are randomly inside the tower. I have no mm-hmm. idea why there's a whole fucking army inside this tower. Um, but then she chooses not to sing and lets the whole world get Armageddon. And she's like, oh, I just couldn't sing. But I don't know. I why don't the fuck that's not? That's what you were supposed yeah, to do. What do you, you mean? Just fucking sing, man. Like, You've literally been telling me this whole time that your mission is to sing. Bitch, why aren't you singing? Yeah. Is it because of the virus? Is it because she turned into diva? Her well, alter ego? Is that why? Well, I guess I could explain yes. it, but I thought she changed back to Vivi at that point. Well, I, I, I think that's... I think Because well, she wrote the song. That was part of the angle for a long time. Hold up. Question. Yeah. So the song that she writes in, um, in the archive, when she's in the archive yeah. grappling with her, um, her yeah. dual personality, it, that isn't the song that she sings at the end, because the song that she writes in the archive is the song that the AIs are singing creepily. Yes. So mm-hmm. what song is the song at the end? I don't know. I wasn't paying close attention. I was more focused on the visuals than the audio. Because... They start to all sound the same, to be honest. Because mm. I'm like, well, maybe they're just slowing down that the faster... the faster ver- There's a faster and a slow, ver- a slow version of the song. Mm. And he, she's just singing the slow version of the song. My critique, I think, was that I think in the beginning episodes, like the first three episodes, and maybe not like specifically, like you could stretch it out over a few and like make it a little bit more... Um, uh, uh, like gradual, but I thought maybe in the first episode we should have had her voice mixed with some kind of like AI sound, like robot sounds. Auto-tuned. That Auto-tuned. She, yeah, something like that. To establish that she's brand new, she's just made. This is her mission, and she doesn't know anything yet. And then we, and then you would have this like thing that she's like obviously trying to figure out how to sing because. It's so auto-tuned, and she wants people to be happy, and she wants to sound more human, and she wants to find her heart and find the thing that makes her write songs and be able to sing throughout the entire series, and then it would get less auto-tuned, and it would sound more like human. Mm. And you would see her progression over time throughout the that, series that she is trying to do something instead of just, like, her blank facial expressions, which, like, I'm sorry, it is anime. I can't see her actual facial yeah, expression. I, like, you have to animate that shit differently. I agree 100%. That, that's a fucking great idea. That yeah. I, that never crossed my mind as I was watching this I show, know. but that would have been Thank a you. way better way of, of approaching yeah, this. Yeah, fucking great idea. Yeah. You pat myself on the back. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Good one. <laughs> I'm just being annoying about it. But, yeah, I really thought that because there are, there's no, there's no, nothing establishing that makes you understand that time has skipped. Especially because Vivi doesn't change, really. Just her outfits change. Yeah. So. This thing could have helped. All right. So, is everyone going to recommend this anime? Wait, I got one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, okay. The archives decision. Why? Uh, which one? When when it says that we view, you know, we we want humans to evolve, but they have become, you know, we are the children of humanity, yet they have become dependent on us. And the only way for humans to evolve is to destroy them? 
Yeah, I, I don't like if the angle like uh, how how is elimination the equivalent of evolution in the way that their mission is is prescribed to them. I mm -hmm. I just didn't I fundamentally didn't understand what archives angle is, and that's not to say that uh, AI is or like it doesn't make sense that an AI wouldn't turn on the U.S. Yes, that makes sense. You know, Terminator and Skynet that makes sense to me. And if the archives angle was like we're going to produce this Armageddon and force open warfare between humans and AIs because this will create like our end goal here is to like play the bad guy so that human beings you know as a as a race as a species will uh, grow will you know combat us and learn to be independent again and. Uh, kind of throw off, you know, get rid of the training wheels of AI and go back to being these like fully fledged, you know, adult species or whatever. Yeah, I, I would, I'm ready to believe that too. That makes sense to me. But I don't understand how, you know, the, the archives words were like, we are going to destroy the human race and that's evolution. And it's like, is it, um, that that's a very bizarre view of evolution. You know, that non-existence is not some evolution from existing. You know, uh, mm. so I I just didn't didn't really get it. Didn't didn't like it. Hmm. Yeah. I can tell yeah, by your guys' faces that this never crossed your mind. Or I mean, no, I didn't like that angle. I didn't understand the angle at all, to be honest. You can't. It, it was just so. It was so uh, brushed over that this and, and the fact that even that it was able the this island was able to even so the, in like the third or second episode they try to destroy the island, and then they I thought they succeeded, and then now it's still growing. Um, that part of it and the fact that yeah, it's like well. What's the end game? Just to completely eliminate humanity, and that's it. But and yeah, and that's not that's not evolving. That's not making because humans are the ones that created the AIs in the first place. So if you don't have your creator, mm. how are you going to evolve? Mm. You know. Yeah, I like. I think um, I don't I don't know if you guys just watched Animatrix. Um, no, the, OV, the OAV but series. I heard it was great. Yes. I there's there's like small there's there's small uh, segments uh, shorts and there's one called Second Renaissance and they ex kind of explain the origins of mate of the Matrix. Um, there's ten episodes and there's there's two episodes and they're each ten minutes long. Um, and then they just they literally just explain why uh, robots take over and why there's a war between them and they, like they explain the politics behind it and it's so fleshed out and for t for fucking twenty minutes. You get the real, like, you get a really good understanding of why the world of the Matrix exists, mm. and it's so good. I highly recommend checking it out. But um, they can do it in twenty minutes. Why can't they do it in twelve episodes? The Second Renaissance. In the beginning, there was man. And for a time, it was good. But humanity's so-called civil societies soon fell victim to vanity and corruption. The 
Then man made the machine in his own likeness. Oops, pardon me. <laughs> Coming through. Thus did man become the architect of his own demise. Yeah. Yeah, ain't that the truth? That's the truth, boy. Okay, so uh, yeah, do we do we recommend this show? Mm. Mm. I recommend it for the sake of watching a good sci-fi anime mm -hmm. that's new. That's why I'm gonna recommend it. I'm gonna re recommend it based on the animation alone. If nothing else, the animation and the sound design are phenomenal, and I think if you really don't care about your plot and you just want to watch a cute girl sing and be a sure. combat drone, hell the fuck yeah, go on with your bad self. It is a 7 out of 10 for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually what I was thinking too. I also figure I give this a solid 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would recommend it's it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It, it's entertaining. I realize we've kind of torn mm -hmm. it to shreds, but it's we because did. it's we stupid. Did. And stupid <laughs> doesn't necessarily prevent it from being entertaining in the moment. You know, like yes. generally mm -hmm. speaking, I watched these episodes and I was entertained. Mm -hmm. uh, it was only. I will say. Go ahead, Dan. It was only after the episode that I was not entertained because it was very stupid. <laughs> You're like, I liked what I was looking at, but now I'm thinking about it and it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, so basically. I do not like this anymore. <laughs> basically, basically. Um, Matsumoto, I hated in the first episode. And by the end of the series, he was like my favorite character. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think he's funny and stupid. And I like that. <laughs> Do you, do you like him more as a box? Yes. Or do you like him as a teddy bear? Nah, box. Box for sure. Okay. I used to have an alarm box. clock that looked like him, actually. <laughs> um, it was cute. <laughs> yeah, the, the teddy bear to box transition was weird. When Vivi gave away the teddy bear, I was like, how the fuck is Matsumoto going to find her again? Like, yeah, uh, also, was... and why'd you give away this teddy bear that this girl who you have so many feelings for, uh, why would you give it away? Yeah, huh? yeah. Because because forty years pass, really. That's the uh, amount of time that you have love for this person is only forty years. Okay. <laughs> we did tear it to shreds, though, and I am sorry about that. But um, there were a lot yeah. of things that I was not happy with plot wise. But it is a fun watch. I think if um, <laughs> if you like Ray Zero, if you like you know. Umehara AG, like if you like Wit Studio, like you're gonna enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's like not, it's not, not enjoyable. I think for it, the fact that it's has such, has such a high rating on different sites is a much is enough to get people to just to go watch it mm -hmm. on that based on that merit, you know. And I guess everyone's gonna have to decide subjectively, like, oh, it's bad or good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to want to like suggest something that's just based on the fact that it's popular. Well, I think it's popular for a reason, you know, because it, it yeah. looks yeah. good, feels good, doesn't really 
hold up, uh, I don't know, like intellectually or, or like doesn't hold up like an, it's a stupid show, but I, I don't think that necessarily bothers that many people. Mm-hmm. Go watch Odd Taxi instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my world, in my world, what it, like, you know, what's worth watching? Legends of the Galactic Heroes and Vinland Saga. So like, yeah, well, Vivi does not hold up compared to Legends of the Galactic Heroes, but that doesn't mean that it's not entertaining. Didn't mm-hmm. Vinland Saga mm-hmm. people work on this though? They certainly didn't work on the character writing. designer, right? They certainly didn't work on the writing. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The character no. designer um, of uh, of uh, Vinland Saga worked on Vivi. Mm. Man, Vinland Saga really kicks ass. Oh, fucking go watch Vinland Saga! Yeah, I can't wait for season two. <laughs> Shit, boy. An actual 8.5. <laughs> is that this year? Second season? Um, oh, is it? I don't think it. I don't, I don't think summer. it's uh, I don't think this year because of okay. COVID delays. Because uh, Jobless Reincarnation was supposed to come out this season and it has been delayed. Hmm. Yeah, what is what? So the summer schedule season, is that is that pre to be determined sort of situation? Got a couple weeks, three weeks? You have one week. One week. Yeah. So you got to watch all the stuff that you like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got one week to catch up. Yep, you have one week, and then it's starting all over again. So I, I was complaining about this yeah. because um, because it used to be when in back in my day, um, <laughs> you would watch a season, and there most of the things would fit the twelve episode thing, and then there would be kind of like two weeks in between the seasons where you would have time to like not watch any mm-hmm. uh, seasonal stuff. You could watch whatever you wanted, kind of thing. But now there is no time to watch anything else. It is just seasonal, seasonal, season all year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm hooked in the in a, in a way. I've I've already added like four or five things to my mouth that I want to see. Ooh. At least check out. Doesn't mean I'll watch it all the way through. Yeah, but, I say you know, that. Lupin being one of them. Oh, there's a Lupin. Yeah, there's a new new one oh, coming out. Oh, cool! An O like an ONA kind of thing or a movie? No, TV part six or something oh. like that. Yeah. I got a, I got a list, but um, it's just it's just interesting. Like now that I once you pop the cork, it don't go back in. Yeah, <laughs> like, am I gonna feel, am I gonna feel a void in my life? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just saying. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yes, you do. <laughs> Especially like go, uh, going from uh, not talking about seasonal stuff to anyone to talking about it with everyone. Not talking about it is really. Does. There's a couple of anime that I'm super excited for, both by Mappa. We've reached the end of our episode. We got Orimo on the way Ooh. after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like nervous about this one. <laughs> How can my little sister be this cute? She can be. I got a little sister and she is that cute. Oh, okay. Guess I don't need to watch the show then. That's the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also not a teenage boy though, so <laughs> So you say. Mm. <laughs> Mentality maybe. 
<laughs> You're really an AI. Based on the anime Computer. I watch, you might think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that has been our discussion about VV. Tune in next time for our discussion of Orimo. We are the Otaku Host Club with Amelia and Jeffrey and Dan. And we have a Discord that we all hang out on. And we love it when people come and hang out with us and our friends. We have a YouTube channel where people can actually look at us. And we are posted everywhere that people listen to podcasts. And yes, that's our show. Until next time. Take care and watch watch anime. Bye. See ya. Oh, it's got a. Thank you guys so much for listening and being here. We super appreciate every single one of you that listens to our podcast every week. Join our Discord to continue the conversation and get notified when we upload new episodes. Or if you just want to hang out and chat about anime. The invite link should be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this on. As well as in our link tree of our Instagram at Otaku Host Club. Or on our website, www.otakuhostclub.com. We also have a voicemail box set up in case you want to call in, leave us a message, ask a question, talk about anime, let us know how your day is going, and we'll play it on the next episode. The number for that is 240-324-8295. And if you like our content, it would be super awesome if you went over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. It's super helpful for us to get the word out. And if you do, we'll read it on air. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode.